Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You and I are both getting like a slow start, I feel like. Oh, first of all, it's Sunday morning at 8.45. I have the entire house of people here (gasps) in the Hamptons. And I... I am, yeah. Um, let's not even get into what I was up to last night. But let's just say that I didn't go to the gym this morning, which never, ever happens, no matter what. No matter what. But here we are. Behind that velvet rope coffee mug is working overtime today, y'all. You know, I mean, (laughs) some days it's like if I just talked about everything going on in my own life, it might be more interesting than what's going on in the Bravo world this week. But, you know, let's not go there because we might bore everyone as well. So, oh, my God. So I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have the coffee. You and I both have a different background here. I'm in a different room in this little place. And, um where do you really, where do you want to start? There's so much well, updates. Yeah. Go on. I mean, I kind of feel like, cause it, it was pretty viral. I feel like the Erica Jane getting served with the $50 million lawsuit papers in the airport when she came back from Hawaii with Diana Jenkins with Rena. I mean, it was this happened of- a week or two ago, everybody. So just, yes, we're talking about it now. Um, it was crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, this is to, okay. To my knowledge and correct me if I'm wrong. And I know our fabulous audience that knows everybody, you know, knows the Bravo world as, as well as we do, if not better. I think this is the first time 
Erica has really been alleged in a lawsuit to have committed a crime because, you know, this is like deep. I've been reading the actual papers, you know, the lawsuit papers and everything of what they're accusing Erica and Tom of, you know, of basically pretending to be a man that is alive and his widow. And in fact, this guy like is saying that Bank of America helped cover this up, Merrill Lynch. This guy even says that he emailed the head of Merrill Lynch 104 times to tell him that Erica and Tom were posing as him, defrauding as him, defrauding him. And the guy never responded. It never got anywhere. And for years, they were paying like their electrical bill out of his account, credit cards out of his account, like millions and millions of dollars. I mean, this is Again, it's alleged, but I'm like, wow, this to me is the first like super detailed lawsuit. It's also, uh, I am so confused. I am so confused. Like, I mean, at one point I was like, oh, this makes sense because like, it's, you know, alleged that like there's a victim that Tom is working with. So the person's dead. So he's choosing someone that he knows is dead because he's, you know, he's, he knows it because he's the lawyer. Right. And she's dressing as the widow, but the person being alive, I don't understand. Did they roll the dice and say, these are our five rich friends and we're just going to impersonate this one? Like, how do you impersonate a live person? It's so, it's so complicated. But the point is very complicated. And the headline reads, you know, new case alleges Bank of America, Merrill Lynch aided and abetted Real Housewife Tom and Erica Girardi's massive fraud scheme imposing as a victim's father and widow to steal 20. I, I mean, if this is even true, up to 27 billion. No, that can't be billion. It has to be million, I believe. No, Were these billion? Billion because they attach themselves to Sovereign Tower Settlement which is like a development company. I mean, it is wild. I mean, the thing is like, if it's all these things are so not true, why Erica, why does this keep like, it's the same claim of like, you somehow got money, you know, allegedly that wasn't yours. It's so strange. I mean, you have to say this video is just so like, she's there and then no makeup and the woman's like, I mean, she eventually takes it like, I don't know what happens. What happens if you just, I mean, I'm a lawyer. I guess I should know. What happens if you just walk away from a process server and say, no. I mean, at this point, I think if someone says, Erica, you know, she just don't assume it's a fan, just especially when they're holding all those documents. I don't know. What happens if you just walk away? Wait a minute. But Erica ends up taking the documents, right? So she was served. She yes. was served and, you know, she, she not she didn't accept them inside the airport, but she goes out of the airport while they're going to, you know, at LAX, while they're going to get car service or whatever. And she takes the paper. So she is served. I mean, I don't know. You know, I guess I, I am a cute, you know, I, you know, I'm a rider. Like, I love Erica so much. Oh, I know. Because um, the complaints, the, 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 the weeks, this week's complaints about you, Sarah, are that you stand for Erica way too hard and <laughs> learn um, that Eve, that Ava Marcel is Eva Marcel, that Layla Kent is Lala Kent. Oh, yes. And I, that Caroline that Caroline um, Stanberry is Caroline and they are d- literally this person is disgusted, disgusted with your yeah. mere existence. She actually gave me, I think, a one star review. Me too. Uh, Hottie, Hottie, she gave me the same thing and it's, <laughs> and, and it's titled 
it's titled Eva, not Ava. That's the title of the review. And she's oh. like, the fact that you won't even learn the person's name is so insulting. I know, I know. Wait, wait, wait. Um, I mean, like- uh, listen, I'm not making this shit up. And by, by yeah. the way, thank you all for the great reviews that you all leave. So there we are. One um, star review, one star review on my podcast, Eek spent the episode talking about Lala Ken and can't even get her name right, calls her Layla. Stick to what you know, girl. One star. Anyway. Well. Okay, well, you know what? Look, I, I have to say, I don't know. I feel like this case could be the Jen Shaw moment for our girl, Erica Jane. I mean, they they allege in this lawsuit, Erica fought, fraudulently posed as a fabricated Erica White who, perpe- um, who perpetrated to be the wife and widow of plaintiff Nicholas Phipps White, chairman and CEO of the Hollywood Land Development Company in California. Bank of America Merrill Lynch aided and abetted Erica by accepting, among other forged documents, illegitimate and unrecorded letters of probate, granting her control of the administrative of the Merrill Lynch global consumer account. I, I mean, America- this is... Former U.S. Secretary of State and U.S. Senator John Kerry served as BOA's Global Advisory Council Chairman, which included Bank of America's Brian Moynihan, blah, blah, blah. Um, Okay. So the Girardi scheme, aided and abetted by BOA, was intentionally done in order to conceal the $27 billion Sovereign Tower settlement and to prevent the plaintiff, Nicholas Phipps White, who is the legitimate owner of the account, to not have any access to even $1 of his account while the defendants allowed- This is crazy. Crazy. And others to unlawfully spend from the plaintiff's global account- Listen, I, I just, you know, it like it raises just, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't even know. No, you're an attorney. Like, I mean, this is alleging that Merrill Lynch issued more than 25 unauthorized visa debit cards to Erica Girardi herself from the plaintiff's global account for a vast network of friends, political operatives and associates of the Democratic political fundraiser Tom Girardi and his wife Erica to illicitly use. Previously, Bank of America had allowed fraudulent money transfers from the plaintiff's Merrill Lynch account to the vast network of friends and political operators, blah, blah, blah. I mean, David. Could you imagine just like living your life and And buying Cartier and Gucci and flying and just knowing that this is not your money? Just, I just, I don't know. Listen, allegedly, 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 who knows how it's going to play out, but Erica is just, I mean, eh, I don't know. She puts on such a, such a, you know, I, how, how are you, how are you living basically? Like, I, I don't know. I listen, I'm like at a loss for words. Like she just puts on such a hard front, but girl, this is, this shit's mounting. The shit is mounting. That's what I'm trying to say. It's well, like, look, it's not going away. True. Yeah, correct. And to me, if this is true, this is the first thing I think that's directly tied her to completely again allegedly knowing that she was defrauding someone because this guy is alive who's supposed to be able to have access to his account but tom and erica have swooped in they have all access the bank never stops them um to me this is probably like if this all comes together is her jen shaw moment you know where and i mean it raises like we now have Bank of America and Merrill Lynch, like people are gonna heads are gonna roll. I mean, this is like right. I mean, who's who's at these companies giving these credit cards and all that? I mean, there's a lot that's gonna 
that could happen here. By the way, we have another lawsuit that to discuss, which we've discussed before, but you know, things are, it's Jed Shaw's guilty and we're going to have a, 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 a sentence soon, right? Like, did you read all the new details coming out about that too? What do you got for me? Tell me. Oh my God. Well, that's, that's good too. I mean, we're getting kind of more details about the scheme, you know, cause one of the big things is she, she targeted people over the age of 55, um, where essentially it was kind of like an investment while well, they set it up, like, Hey, this is an investment thing where like, if you give us 3000, we'll give you $6,000 back. Right. Um, so of course, none of that ever came to fruition, but the biggest thing too, that Jen has pled guilty now to doing is like she would find these older people, she would defraud some of them, but some of them who would even say no or whatever, she would still already have all their information, a lot of their information, emails, home address, phone numbers. So she would sell that to another party, knowing that that other party could be using it to scam them. Or- right. Like the person said no to her, and she's like, okay, well, you're, you're, you can try again. Keep trying. Right. <laughs> And even if these people asked her not to share their information, she just was selling it anyway. It was like buying like customer acquisition lists, so to speak, like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. And you, you know, know, the other, okay, wait, sorry to interrupt you. One more thing. And then I want all your thoughts. You know, the other big thing is Sharif. We kind of now know coach, her husband, he reportedly makes $555,000 a year from reality blurb for coaching and all the bonuses that go with it. I almost believe that. I almost believe like a coach makes something like in the twos and you know, that was so with bonuses, I, I, that doesn't shock me ish. You know, he's reportedly going to be potentially on the hook because they have to pay back over $6 million. And, you know, Shaw was now. And then, right. There was like the 6 million that they made, I guess. And then the 9 million. Mm-hmm. in like yeah. restitution. So, right. So I guess from my reading of that is like, they made $6.5 million from doing this. That's, that's what I think. I know she's that- been at it since 2012. So long before the TV show, she was doing this. Mind you, I even think I see things in their life. I mean, again, it's none of my business. I love talking about this, this in ratings. Apparently I even see things in their life where I'm like, I don't even know how you're living like this on $6.5 million. It's not that much money. I know you can roll your eyes, but you have kids and I mean, you know, all that Gucci and just, I mean, you know, it's a nice chunk of change. Don't get me wrong, but you know, if that's what you made and that's what you have, it's like, all right. So live like a nice high life. But even that, you know, she's that house and this and that. Oh my God. And don't you think they must be so financially in debt? Like they were probably so financially in debt to start with. Then the attorney fees, now the nine million. I mean, don't you feel like, I mean, they must be, I would think, working to declare bankruptcy. I mean, how she doesn't have any, I mean, I guess, you know, Sharif makes good money. To me, though, it's funny because I almost see it the opposite. I'm like, okay, girl, you were making, you and your husband were making $555,000 a year. That is more than like 80% of the entire country makes usually with a combined household income. I mean, I even think like maybe 90% of the country. I think you're correct. So it's like, God, you could still be having, you know, a really nice condo in Salt Lake City. You know, you could have still been probably driving a Benz. I mean, I guess now the stakes are so high on these housewife shows that that is like not impressive to anybody. It's not impressive, but it's like, to your point, you were living this life before housewives. Like you're not doing this to keep up 
with Meredith Marks. I mean, you just wanted this life. I mean, so there yeah. you go. You know, and I mean, again, look, it's, it's, I think part of why she, well, I think there's a lot of reasons why she changed her plea to guilty. Cause I always have said when the feds knock on your door, you're basically guilty. I mean, you know, but not all the time, but you know, mostly, mostly they're not just knocking. And so they dropped one of the charges. They left the charge of conspiracy to commit wire fraud or wire fraud. And they took up, they took out the mon- money laundering. So I, I read this to be what I read. The most she can get now is 14 years. I think before it was 30 years with the two charges, but I think personally, I mean, so I think that's a big reason why you plead guilty because you want 14 versus 30, because it could have been 30. You're rolling the dice. You are rolling the dice. You could have gotten zero, but you could get 30. So I think that's part of why she pleads guilty. And I think it's when she says, I don't want to drag my family into it. I mean, why aren't we talking like we are with Erica? I mean, did Erica know? Did Erica know? Did Coach Shaw know? And I think that would have started to be a whole thing at trial. I mean, it would have. And so I think the exposure to maybe the kids and the husband and who knew what would have started and who knows, then they're going to turn around and charge other people. So, I mean, you know, possibly. So I just think this is, you know, she's guilty, but you know, and it's like now coach Shaw, there's no more. Did he know or not? He's out of this. And that's part of this plea. Like there's no mention of coach Shaw or the kids or anything. And it's just like, it could be 14 years. So, I mean, Girl, you were going to probably lose at trial. That's the bottom line. I, again, I'm going to say it again. I don't think you win really when the feds knock on your door. Yeah, you get like a reduced sentence and blah, blah, blah. But right. you don't just say I'm innocent to Andy Cohn in the world and they here's the trial. Jen Shaw's found innocent. We wish her the best of luck in life. It doesn't end that way. I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Well, 
you know what I always think with people too, when people are doing things that, and I have no idea if this is true, but it's just a theory. I just think, you know, she started this scheme we now know in 2012, right? So she wasn't even on the show till what, 2019, maybe? So I always think too, you know, you go along for so many years, you don't get caught. So you probably just convince yourself like, hell, it's going great. You know, nobody knows we're living this grand life. So why not go on television? Because everything is, you know, it's, that's always to me where the disconnect or delusion is for people, because I don't know, you know, did you just think it was going along so well for so long, you weren't going to get caught? Yes. I think the mind of a white collar criminal is like, you feel you're not going to get caught and it's the arrogance and it's the ego. And like, you really think you're smarter than people. And I think it's a lot of like, you don't think you're necessarily doing anything wrong. I think it's a whole combination. But then I think when the world is coming, because I believe like you have these setbacks throughout your criminal career where it's like, shit, they are coming. And then they don't. Do you know what I mean? Like say in like 2013, she's like, shit. And then for five days, you're basically on the toilet shitting because you're so fucking nervous. And then then they don't come and you're like, oh shit. I got okay. Right. And then it's like a year later. So then a year later, you have another week of like such stress and it's like, they don't come. So I believe it's like arrogance, you know, that like, they're not going to come. I think it's your mind starts to really think it's not that bad. Like I'm not killing anyone. You know, there's right. no, there's no, it's not that bad. I think you really start to convince yourself. And then I really think you start to think like, they're not coming. And even when they are going to come and then they don't and you get over it and you can breathe again, it's like, okay, well, every year I'm just going to have a little bit of a drama for three weeks. And look, I'm making, you know, $7 million. That's what I think. And so I just think you really start to think like when the world is closing in, but it doesn't, it's just another day I got away with it. I, I, I really do think that. I think that's the mind. I mean, in my own research as a lawyer, that's the, that's my, the mentality of a white collar criminal. I think it's very similar for all of them. Tom, Jen Shaw, we could go down the list. Yep. I always wonder what that moment is, you know, because for the, for what we know, right, with like Tom Girardi, he was such a respected attorney for so long. I just always wonder what the tipping point, like, what is the one day that they decide, you know what, today's the day I'm going to just start, I'll just steal 2 million, you know, like, like, I, you know, and, and maybe I'll pay it back. Maybe they start with the intention of, I just need a little bit of a loan. I'll pay it back. And then I don't know, I'm always, because, you know, for all accounts that we know, Tom was this upstanding LA lawyer and like this well-respected person for so, I mean, you know, and yeah, I mean, and you think about it, like he's, he, he, he won the cases. So he, he's a brilliant lawyer, like the actual lawyering skills are brilliant, right? Like he won these cases. It's not like that was a fraud. I mean, there's no, so it's like, it's just like, man, right. You were winning these cases. Like what a career and just to write, just to say that that's not enough. Like, right. Like you won the Aaron Brockovich, you won these big cases, your life again. Right. We're not in both cases. We're not talking either situation where someone is literally on food stamps, you know, desperate people do desperate things. Like I, I need a dollar to eat. Neither case is like that. It's like your life could have been just so big and grand and more than I think even, I think even 95% of the way the world lives in both cases, really. 
it's just what a crazy so it's going to be interesting and she's going to be sentenced and i mean this isn't Teresa. so i mean i just wonder where this is going to fall in terms of like like RHOSLC is basically done, but they kind of work that. In. I think this is going to be where they add in the filming. Like I assume the day she's sentenced, they're going to be waiting outside the court. November they're going to be adding in little clips, but I don't think Jen Shaw is coming to season four, everybody. I mean, we have to air season three. Like, I just think it's, it's, this is it. I think Jen, that we have one more season of Jen Shaw and the cast will be changing, which is crazy. I know. Well, I did. I did read that in several blogs that, you know, people are tweeting at Bravo, you know, are you filming her? Are you filming her? Hurrying up and follow and do season four. We want to see like all the reaction. We want to see everything. So I, I think you're right. There's probably going to be snippets of that. Um, but then after that, she's going to be gone. And I think it's very interesting this week. I, I Part of me thinks that the Erica thing, because it was so detailed, and this is the first time I think they've really pinned down something illegal that she may have done. I kind of wonder that too. You know, I wonder a year from now, if we mark this podcast episode, you know, is Erica done? Is Erica, is that, you know, is this like her Jen Shaw moment and she's done? I mean, it's, it's kind of wild. It's just, you know, and I think for me, there's as a fan of these shows, there's just always a part of me, you know, I get like, I love the, I love the glam lifestyle too. And I, I, you kind of. Me too, baby. You love, like you get attached to an Erica Jane, like how she came on the scene and she was so different than Beverly Hills. And she was just this empowering woman. And it's so disappointing. You're like, really? I I, <laughs> I wanted to believe this was all real, but it's just, I don't know, you know, and, and you know this now that we're in the entertainment business and have been for so long. I, I really feel that the audience doesn't realize how fake everything is. Everything is all these people, it's, it's just so staged, like how much money they have. And, you know, um, it's so staged. It's so, so fake. The fights are fake. The drama's fake. You know, the money's fake. The body about the people that go and rent houses for filming, you know, there's rumors of that in the OC there's rumors that in your good old Potomac, I mean, you know, like that where it's like, it's not even rumor. I mean, we know Karen Huger. I mean, Karen Huger doesn't own a house, you know, she, she rents. I think there was something where she is looking to buy her home in Potomac or whatever, but you know, Karen's rented for years now on that show, um, which I'm even okay with that. It's like more that than go and buy a house that, you know, your mortgage is due and you're like, fuck this. I just don't want to pay. I mean, like, but it's just, you know, when they rent it like to film for like the four months and they're like, yeah. you know, they, they pretend like Karen's pretty honest about it at least, you know what I mean? Where, but it's like, you look at our home. Well, sweetie, you just rented that home for three months. And yeah, that was a lot of money, but like, it's, that's not your house. You just needed to film for the damn show. So, and that's not Bravo. That's not Bravo saying go rent a good house. It's like you in your fifth year of wanting to, pre- it's so and listen, well, I think, don't you feel like now the pressure is from Bravo? I mean, are they going to keep on somebody? We're all average, you know, so are they going to keep on somebody that just has an average looking home? Maybe one, maybe the one, because Bethany Frankel kind of started that, you know, she was in that little one bedroom or whatever, you know, maybe one person, but the entire cast can't, you know, they know, need- although we do have that with Emily, Gina, um, I think all of Potomac more or less. I mean, no offense, Potomac. I mean, Monique had lots of money with that big house. I mean, can't they have the Candace has a big house? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I so mean, interesting. Like but, 
I also have to say that, you know, the other day I was wondering, this is a question that I have for you and the audience as I was listening. I'm like to us, which I don't listen back to this podcast. God help me. Love all of you for listening. But I was like, man, like, have I become a fucking internet troll? Like, are we trolls? Are we sitting here just like blah, blah, negative on everything in life? Are we fucking trolls, Sarah? Are we? Do we? Maybe I need to listen back. I feel like we're, are we that negative? I, I don't I, think so, but I hope not. Cause I'm a happy person and I really wish everybody well. I just, we're taking a critical, we're calling people out. We're just being honest about, let's just have an honest conversation. I, 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 I could name like- other Bravo podcasts right now. I, I could go, I can make enemies and name the ones that are just fluff and full of fucking shit. We're just being honest, right? Well, I have to say, I don't feel that we are internet trolls because thank you. People are putting themselves on TV, which by the way, and I, if I haven't said it, I'll say it here. I'm for, I'm grateful for every single person that puts themselves on reality TV because you are opening yourself up to just constant scrutiny. Um, and thank you for doing that because it's truly entertainment for all of us to escape all the other troubles in our lives and the world. So like, I love, I'm with you. I love every single person that I really do. I mean, I, I have hot takes on people, but I think that kind of goes with the territory. And hopefully now that we're 20 plus years into reality TV, anyone that puts themselves on TV, I hope is like, I don't care what people say. And truly, if you're not doing anything illegal, you know, let us, whatever. I agree with that. And before we move on from that, I will say that, you know, and this is where I have to say this, you know, this is what makes me say that like I'm a fucking internet troll is like just being honest before we move on, you know, knowing most of these people, like some of them are just, I mean, if you have to say what percentage, I don't really, I don't know, but like some of these housewives are just not good people just at at your core, like, you know, and it's just, uh, I don't know if it's like an archetype, if, if casting is so good at their job, it just, well, I think you have to be a narcissist to put yourself on TV to some degree. You know what I mean? And look, I mean, I'm narcissistic. I have narcissistic ways. I mean, look, like I would be on reality TV if I didn't go to bed at nine and got up at five, you know, I mean, there's not much exciting to follow, you know, but like, I would, I I'm in the entertainment business. Like I want to host a show for TLC. Like I, like I would do a Jerry Springer talk to like, I love all that. So, I mean, part of me is a narcissist. Like I can relate to these people completely. Um, but I think it's great. Like, I don't, I also don't, to me, like, I don't care sometimes if they're good people or not, they're entertainment. And right. Like, right. I guess that's, that's a question. Like, do they have to be good people for us to be entertained? I mean, it's your choice if you want to associate with them, like per, like in real life. You know, I mean, I think you and I have this always ongoing crisis where a lot of people that come on my show, reality guests, I like a lot as people off the podcast, but then you develop a friendship with them and then they expect a level of loyalty, like don't have her on. You know, don't um, hello. Why do you think uh, two weeks ago yeah. we talked about Kelly Dodd um, yes. being mad at me, you know, for something Bronwyn said? And I mean, yes, yes, 24-7. Like last night when I was out, which led to my evening of 
debauchery and I was at the bar and like this friend, this guy was like, blah, blah, blah. And what do you mean there's housewives that like, don't like you? I'm like, what, what? Like, let's go down the list of like, you know, one day we should play a game of like, you know, when we, you and I do our live show eventually we should play a game of like, put up a housewife picture. Does this person hate David or not? Let, let's take a guess. <laughs> Margaret so Joseph. Okay. Let's, let's start with an easy one. No, she loves David. They're friends. Okay. Let, let's go to another one there's a lot that hate me. And it's like, I mean, I go back to what you and I said, like I'm doing my job. I have nothing against anyone, uh, but I'm not going to hold back being honest with this audience. I will not do it. So I like my duty, like, wait, let me break this down. My duty should be to you over myself in this audience. Are you fucking smoking crack? Cause would your, I don't, it's so, it's so arrogant. Every yeah. time it happens, it is so fucking arrogant. Like, right? Like, you wouldn't, you would piss on me and, and let my head get run over by a car if all you had to do was reach your arm out and just pull me out of the way of that moving van. You wouldn't do it because it would break your nail. A hundred percent, that is the case. Everyone's like, this is why I don't really want to go to housewife parties and things like, these are not your friends and I don't need them as friends. There's a few rare organic exceptions. I don't need to be friends with any of the others. I really don't. Come on my show and I love you or don't and I fucking hate you. But regardless of that, one day we'll talk about all the ones that hate me. One um, day. 